Powers Booth uh, passed away. He's an actor that you may have seen on the big screen and the small screen. He died on uh, Sunday in Los Angeles. Died in his sleep. That's the way to go of natural causes at the age of 68. I want to go like that. You just go to sleep and that's it. That away can be arranged. <laughs> Chris, I don't like the sounds of that. <laughs> I just mean of natural causes, okay? I don't need any help along. Uh, the veteran actor best known for playing villains like Curly Bill in uh, the 1993 Western Tombstone. And one of the scariest characters on the small screen, if you have not seen HBO's Deadwood, uh, make a little date uh, to binge watch that on Netflix. It's amazing. And he plays the scariest saloon owner ever. I tell you, sweetheart, your face come out of that in pretty good shape. If matters took a happy turn, you could still probably work. Cy Tulliver. Ooh. And th- that clip is the only one we could get. I mean, they, he plays a mean, mean dude. And the worst is he's that calm mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Scary. Very, very scary. He also played the uh, former mayor, Lamar Watt, on 26 episodes of the country drama Nashville. I've never seen it. He played uh, Judge Wall on Hatfield and the uh, McCoys. Oh, that's where I know him from. Do you? That's a great miniseries. Is if it? you want a good little binge watch, uh-huh. that was I'm a always terrific. Looking for one. Uh, also, uh, Bill Paxton, who we lost earlier this uh-huh. year, was uh, a start in that. This guy started in, no wonder why he's a scary villain. He started with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival uh, in Texas. I think when you have a background of playing villains or, or characters in Shakespeare, you just are a better actor. Yeah. It just seems. Well, hey, look at Bill Shatner. Mm-hmm. Um. What about Bill? <laughs> <laughs> what about Bill? Does he fit in this scenario? I'm not sure. Um, guess what? If you are one of those people that only occasionally pick up the smokes to have a little uh, enjoyment, you know, social outers, if you call your outings, if you that. call yourself a social smoker, it may be just as bad for your heart health as the daily lighting up kind. Since when do you smoke? <laughs> I've always smoked. <laughs> I've never seen you smoke. Oh, yeah. Well, big smoker. <laughs> Anytime we can bring Seinfeld into it, we do. A new research warning that sometimes smokers who don't light up regularly still end up with the same risk for heart disease uh, as people who smoke every day. Really, you have the same elevated risks for high blood pressure and high cholesterol as the people that smoke all the time. Hey, That's I, a scary stat. Put down the smokes and walk away. I've always hated the casual social smokers. You know, the I was Friday one. night smoke. I was one. I, I told a girl that I dated, I would rather you smoked then be a social smoker. Don't be a hypocrite. Why? Because, hey, there's nothing worse than a hypocrite. I don't I don't care for you. Go, like, just commit to it and be a smoker. Got to commit to something, I guess, but yeah. I don't think it's well, that hey, one. Come. Well, if you can't commit to being a smoker, then don't have one smoke. I don't smoke at all. I can't commit to being a smoker. All right. I'm not morally superior. Yes, I am. Wow. Okay, he did say that. Um, string today in experiments happening in Innisfil, Ontario, the first town to uh, partner with the controversial ride-hailing service Uber. Basically, instead of getting buses, it would have cost the city two buses and hiring drivers, putting in bus stops, about a million dollars. They have, for about $175,000, have put aside money for a six-month pilot project. And basically, you can call um, an Uber anytime and it will take you to places like the Barry Go train station and Innisfil rec center uh, and the town hall for about three to five dollars and if you want to pick another destination of your choice save five bucks on the fee- on the fare I love this idea I think it's a pretty good idea until Uber gets driverless cars because that's <laughs> the way they're going we all know it 
So. Well, that's it. The, the human component is the uh, is the trickiest part for Uber at this point. So the faster that they, they can get rid of the flesh and blood human being, the better for them, for their business model. When was the last time you had a pizza man deliver you pizza? All right, push. Push. Come on. Come on. Almost there. Almost there. Just one more push. Here it is. Oh, it's half Hawaiian. I believe that's ours. You poor fool. Listen, I only order pizza to my house when I'm desperate and I just don't know what I want to eat. But talking about desperation, how great is this? Sunday, an Amtrak train, um, it stopped somewhere, I guess, stranded in Delaware. I mean, it, it was kaput. It would not be going anywhere. So uh, apparently someone hailed the pizza guy on social media and he uh, just was seen walking down the tracks uh, delivering a pizza. Someone ordered pizza for the whole train or just for themselves? For a lot of the train. They did their best. And and then after the pizza was shared, they gave uh, free chocolate bars from the cafe car on the train. And then passengers were, you know, resorting to their own entertainment while they waited for a new train to come and get them. So uh, it's Mother's Day, right? So they've got some people have some food packed. Some people have some entertainment. I don't know what that is. A guitar, a ukulele, who knows? Uh, But... They uh, another person said that mothers who had had champagne given to them as a Mother's Day gift began sharing it on the train. Bit of a party. They were stuck for more than three hours and uh, people, you know, decided to share. That's very nice. I like it. You know what? The first three hours is sharing. After that, it's cannibalism and whatnot. Every man for himself. Every man for himself. Once that pizza ran out, yikes. It could get ugly, my friend. Hey, speaking of ugly, people were freaking out about The Handmaid's Tale last night. Did you watch it, Chris? The latest episode? I PVR'd it. I have not seen it yet. Okay, well, I'm just going to spoil a little bit of it. They're not liking the way uh, people are playing Scrabble on the show. I kid you not. It's a bit of a, a theme. There is some Scrabble play. Scrabble play. And I will tell you this. I'm married to a nerd, a disgruntled nerd, because he's kind of half watching it. And I'm watching it and following the story. And he goes, you can't use 10 tiles. No, he's at 14 tiles now. He's at 14 (laughs) tiles for one play. That's impossible. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, he's not even playing correctly. You can't play with 14 tiles. Like, I'm trying to follow the dialogue. Shh. No more talking. Well, you'd but think yeah. that they would have a better attention to detail than that. Scrabble I'm shocked. purists are freaking out. Well, that's like if if they were playing a game of chess and you slowly watched them playing chess and you saw them lose three rooks on one side. I wouldn't notice. Come on. Because I'm too busy following the dialogue, not the game of chess. I'm not watching, <laughs> you know, searching for Bobby Fischer. <laughs> Where is he? I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale. I just want to know, is the wife going to walk in at any minute? And get a triple letter score. That's all I want to know.